You're listening to the Cultural Curriculum Chat, the podcast that specializes in multicultural education and classroom strategies. I'm your host, Jebe Edmonds. Let's get started. Well, hello there. Today we're going to talk about all things cultural competency and what it is. And I'm also going to share with you my famous three C's in cultural competency. It'll help us all, you know, stay in check so we can better relate to our fellow community members of color and even relate to our community members that are from immigrant groups. I am a proud immigrant Liberian American woman. And although I grew up here in uh, the Twin Cities area, I still identify Liberian. I'm a proud Liberian. My name is Liberian. So I have that extra lens for you all that I am happy to share with you on how we can be more culturally aware, culturally competent, culturally understanding, and what we can do to be a better ally to our multicultural groups in our country and as well as in our neighborhoods, our communities, and the time could not be better. So let's get started. All right. Some of you might be kind of wondering, you've heard it before. You've heard it in my uh, past podcasts of what exactly is cultural competency. So let Ms. Jebe break it down for you. Okay. So cultural competency is the ability to comprehend, interact, and even communicate with individuals regardless of their cultural background. Now, we all know that there are multiple uh, cultural backgrounds, even down to hand gestures, how we greet each other, um, the way we eat, the way we speak. Um, and so to be culturally competent is to be aware that those elements exist and also understanding other people's cultural views, uh, working to develop positive attitude towards cultural differences, and also having the knowledge that not all cultures are the same. You know, that is the, the, the wonderful tapestry that we call life. Uh, we are all from different walks of life and even our cultures are all different. So, trying to just wrap your head around recognizing that different cultures exist. They are discussed, of course, in our work environment, in our school environment, in different organizations that we belong to. Um, and even with it comes down to our different policies in our government and the practices and even our environment all boils down to understanding different cultures and how different groups of people interact with one another. So I'm going to dive real deep into cultural competency. I can't wait to share with you my three C's of what it means to be culturally competent. And also these three C's will help keep in the back of your mind, educators, business owners, whoever is listening. Thank you. Thank you. Of what is the best practice that you can do today that's actually free 
And it's actually that you can act, it's common sense. Oh, that's my fourth C, common sense. Oh, I tell you, I am on a roll. So these are some things that I want you to keep in mind. It's simple, but it also has a deep meaning that you can interact, like I said, with anybody around you as soon as possible. So I can't wait to share more, but some of you are probably first time hearing my podcast. My name is Jebba Edmonds. I am the founder and CEO. Yes, the founder and CEO of Jebba Cultural Consulting. I started my consulting firm about nine months ago, and my mission in life is to educate the public by providing my multicultural resources for schools, for businesses, for projects for non-for-profit, for even individuals who want private coaching as well for their own personal development. It has been my mission to provide those multicultural resources so we can have a better understanding of each other. A lot of our misunderstanding comes with our misconceptions of what we think our own implicit biases are. You feel me? And so we're trying to get a better understanding. But if we don't know, we don't act in the right way. So I am here as your guide on this podcast and throughout my social media to give you these actionable, simple steps that you can have a better understanding of your neighbor. All right. So here's what we're going to do. See, I'm a teacher, so I always have my lesson plan, i.e. my script right by me. But, you know, sometimes I like to wing it because I'm already feeling your energy and I like it already. So when it comes to understanding different people's point of views, I'm going to break it down to the three C's of cultural competency. So drum roll, please. I'm just playing. No, no, I'm not going to do y'all like that. So the three C's of Mrs. E's cultural competency. Ooh, I got trademarked that. I'm feeling it. Okay. The first C is check. All right. The second C is correct. And the third C is connect. All right. So these are the things. Check, correct, connect. The three C's. Now, knowing my system, you will understand where I'm coming from in just a second. But what really struck me is this wonderful quote by Stephen R. Covey that says, strength lies in differences, not similarities. And the reason why I picked this quote for my show today is so many of us, we are trained in this country of, oh, it doesn't matter. We're all the same. Oh, you know, I don't see color, Jeb. You know, I just, I just don't. I, 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 I've been taught to not look at someone's skin tone. I've been taught to look past their skin tone. And this is a generational mindset. And what I'm telling the people who are saying this to me is my skin tone, my name, my difference, my identity is what makes me unique. And what I love about Stephen R. Covey's quote is our strength lies in our differences. Listen, y'all, it's okay to be different. There's no shame in being different. You know, growing up, people were like, oh, you're so weird. Oh, 
You know, she's just, you know, kind of that nerd. But to me, I loved being different. I didn't want to be like everybody else. And I feel like me showcasing me showcasing that of my differences, my name, Jebe, my, my culture, my family, you know, me teaching my kids how to make fufu and soup. And still it's a Liberian dish. I'm still trying to perfect my fufu in the microwave, but I'm getting there. I know I can hear my mom laughing right now, but it's getting there. At least I didn't burn it. So the differences that I have, the differences that we all have, even if you are an American that was born and raised, blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, apple pie on 4th of July, you are also different and that's okay. So my goal for you for the end of this podcast is to take in that mindset and I want you to shift it because our differences is what is important. All right. Assimilation is the thing of the past. And in 2021, we need to embrace our differences and not shy away from it because being different isn't a threat. Being different should be honored just as much as our apple pie on July 4th. All right. So think about those things when I'm talking about understanding who we really are, getting deep down to it. Okay. So as educators, as business people, but even even if you're not in education, you know, my biggest thing for my check on my first C is checking for understanding. Now, as a teacher, we educators, we come up with lesson plans, we come up with curriculum every day. Sometimes we do it on the fly. You know, it's like, oh no, inside recess, I got to figure something out. And we're good like that. It's like we're magical. We are magical beings. But when we are checking our students to make sure they understand the concept before we transition to another lesson, this is what you also have to do, people. You need to check your understanding of people all around you. And I'm not saying Google, what is this cultural group? I'm not saying, um, you know, get as many books as you can um, about this ethnic holiday. That's just a foundational piece. That's just a small facet of what you can do to check yourself. But what I really want you to really come with when it comes to checking your understanding is understanding that, yes, there are different groups out there. And yes, I don't need to be an expert in every different cultural group, but I also need to check myself and interact with those different groups by checking my own reflection. I need to reflect myself and say to myself, if you need to write this down, go right ahead. All right. I'm going to ask myself, how do I interact with other cultural groups, including immigrant groups? You know, when I'm shopping at the grocery store and I'm in the quote unquote ethnic section, you know, and that person that matches by the eyes of your perspective and you're in the same aisle, do you ask them a question about an item? Do you say hello? Do you make eye contact? Because, you know, some groups find it disrespectful to make eye contact. You know, that you can Google. But you have to kind of think about yourself. Do 
you interact with different groups in a positive way? Do you interact with different groups in a negative way? Are you more comfortable with some groups than others? You know, have when you're working with people from various cultural groups, have you even taken the time to get to know them? You know, do you realize that maybe your kids play on the same baseball team? Maybe not baseball. Maybe you and um, the other person from the other group lives right in your neighborhood. You know, I can't tell you how often when my husband and I move, um, we love to move. I think that's just the bug in him. He just, he's very busy. So when we moved into our first home, right after we got married, um, talking about checking yourself, right? Um, one of the people that lit, worked in my, um, my dis, my office, um, my administrative office, he, uh, saw me walking down the street and, you know, I was, you know, strolling with my, my new baby. Oh man, Max was a few months old and checking. Think about this checking now. How do you interact? So when I'm in the administrative office working, you know, doing meetings and, you know, board meetings and things like that, it was very positive with this individual. And, you know, fast forward, we're not at the office anymore. And now I'm in my home, I'm in my neighborhood, I'm walking with my new baby. And the same individual that I smiled at and made copies with and were in several staff development trainings with looked at me kind of surprised that I'm living in the same neighborhood that he was. And it wasn't like, oh, how are you? Oh my gosh, we live in the same neighborhood. Welcome to the neighborhood. That wasn't the reaction I got, folks. The reaction I got was, you live in this neighborhood? How did you swing that? Save time and effort with our weekly Cross-Cultural Connections newsletter. Every week, you'll learn more timely strategies and resources to help you engage cross-culturally at work and at home. Go to jebaedmonds.com forward slash resources forward slash email signup. That is J-E-B-E-H-E-D-M-U-N-D-S dot com forward slash resources forward slash email signup. And for me, that took me aback because being a black woman and living that, you know, proverbial American dream, I have my new home, I have a new family, you know, so excited. I mean, you know, going to the hardware store and picking out paint samples was like my jam and it crushed me that day, but it didn't stop me. Because I did, in fact, have to self-reflect myself and think, you know what? He stepped in it. It's not my fault he said it. But hopefully someday he will come around and realize that he did say it and he stepped in it. And that I'm not going anywhere, you know, in the same neighborhood. And he's still here too. But those are the things where... You need to ask yourself, you need to check, you know, different groups, different people that don't look like you. Is that what you say? 
No, that's not what you say. You know, if you're trying to build this community, if you're trying to have more cultural understanding, it has to stop there with those type of questions. Another thing I want you to also think about when you're checking is check how you interact with these groups in public. Are you going to various festivals that you don't identify with culturally? Are you learning by going to these, you know, food festivals, music festivals, you know, uh, my town has a reggae festival and with COVID starting to, um, fingers, toes crossed, dissipate, you know, we're getting that back and it's a huge, huge festival in my town. And you see all walks of life of people enjoying music and getting to know each other. But then you also hear attitudes and comments of, oh, I'm not going down there. And then they have their misconceptions about uh, reggae culture and people that are, you know, African-American that tend to come to my town and, you know, make people feel uncomfortable when that's coming back. So the types of attitudes people have, even if that is your bias, We need to start checking our own biases because whatever you put out, it's very hard to bring it back. So checking, understanding where these groups are in your area, understanding your colleague is your same colleague at work, doing your copies or teaching your students, teaching your child is that same neighbor that lives in your neighborhood walking with her children. So that is that first C is check. Oh, and we got to check it right. Our second one is now that we understand that we have biases, we have to correct it. And I kind of had that with talking about that reggae festival, right? So we all have biases. I'm not going to my next podcast episode will be all about implicit bias, but we all have biases and we know that there are systems in place in our country that allows these biases to solidify and amplify discrimination. So we all know we have it by how we grew up. You know, the people that were influential in our life from early childhood, our parents, our grownups, our, our, um, you know, church community members, our, our different house of worship community members, friends, neighbors, teachers, mentors, you know, and even the things we saw on television or heard on the, in the radio or read in the newspaper, these all contributed to our own implicit biases. And now at our generation, and before us and after us, we will all have that, but it's all in how we can control and correct those biases in our head. And it does take time. So like I always say, we're going to step in it, y'all. I've stepped in it and you know what that feeling is like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. Or, oh, I really hurt that person. We all have been there. So when you are trying to correct it, I have an amazing book that I highly recommend. Um, this book is called 35 Dumb Things Well-Intended People Say. And it's uh, the subtitle is Surprising Things We Say That Widened the Diversity Gap. And it's written by Dr. Mara Cullen. 
love, love, love this book. This is your go-to guidebook of solidifying my cultural competency. I mean, this book is amazing. She talks about the stereotypes. She talks about implicit biases. She even talks about the slurs and the things that make your toes curl and cringe, but you're like, yeah, that's me. Or yeah, yeah, I had a relative that said that. Yeah, mm, yep. I've stepped in that too. Yep. Oh, that, yeah, that didn't go far. And what I love about her writing is she breaks it down in an easy way that talks about the intent of it, the impact of it, and the best bet. What is the best thing you can do at this point? So I will put her, uh, title and resource and where you can find this book because I highly recommend it. The 35 Dumb Things Well-Intended People Say by Dr. Mara Collin. It is all about correcting your own bias. Now, what I love what she says in the book, and I'll just give you a little snippet of it because the part that I liked about it um, in chapter two, um, she's got 10 core concepts of this, but uh, one piece of it is called raising the bar, B-A-R, breathe, acknowledge, respond. All right. So, you know, when there, when you do have that lost in translation moment, okay, and you are interacting with somebody of a different cultural background and you step in it and you're like, oh, I can't believe I just did that. You know, nine times out of 10, we know the intention is not to be malicious, but it can still be harmful. So the fact that if you understand that you stepped in it, you got to correct it. You can't just let it lie and walk away and think, oh, they're not going to remember or, oh, maybe we'll just not say sorry and say we did. But it's just it doesn't work that way. So she really talks more about, you know, breathe, take a breath. You stepped in it. Acknowledge. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that and respond. So even if that response isn't how you would like that response, you still have to get through it, people. You still do. So the last C in my three C's of cultural competency, see, I used to teach primary, so I love it when I can alliterate, is called connect. You need to connect with other humans that have different perspectives than you. You know, it's kind of like, it's not all about you, hun. It's everybody that is affected by your actions. So there are so many hurdles, you know, for people of color, people that are immigrants, you know, first generation immigrants, second generation immigrants, third generation immigrants that hinders them to finally be prosperous, um, in this America. And once you get these connections, once you, you know, go back and check for understanding of different groups of people, you go in and correct, oh, I made a mistake. I got to correct it. I got to make it right. And then you connect with each other. You connect in that level of, wow, I finally see you. I validate you and I will speak up for you. Because when you see something happening in your community at work, you know, you hear these comments, you know, I've been in situations where I have been that person that was harmed, 
you know, by my supervisors, or I've been in situations where my colleagues have harmed me um, racially with microaggressions. And once you understand that, you can correct it. And then you can make that connection by talking to your colleague and go, hey, that's not right. You got to call people out. You know, I feel like people don't want to step on other people's toes, but think about that person of color. Think about that person of that different group, you know, them are, and how they're getting stepped on. Think about that. Think about how they are feeling. And when they respond and everybody looks at them and they're shocked of your response and that happened to you. Think about if she or he had another voice in that room that stood up and said something, you know, because I bet you nine times out of 10, your ramifications for stepping up and speaking out is far less severe than someone like me that says something. So I want you to take away today my Mrs. E's three C's of cultural competency, check, correct, connect. Because remember, like Stephen R. Covey says, strength lies in our differences and not our similarities. Now, if you'd like to know more about me, you can follow me on jebaedmonds.com. I drop a new podcast episode every Friday morning at seven o'clock. I am so happy you're here to listen. And if you'd like more resources, hit me up on my website. I have lots of things right there at your fingertips that you can have right away. Oh, thank you all so much for being here. Don't forget to please review my podcast. Your voice and your feedback helps me become a better broadcaster. And I really am indebted to that. So thank you all. Have a great day. And I can't wait to see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Cultural Curriculum Chat with Jebba Edmonds. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We will be here same time, same place next week. Take care. Bye-bye.